Hey everyone, we appreciate you listening. We'll get into the show in a bit, but just want to mention, go check out our Twitter page, at Midcourt Madness, for all of our show updates, as well as some breaking news tweets. Also, check out our website, where we post all of our writing at midcourtmadness.wordpress.com. Here's the show. On today's Midcourt Madness, we have a bracket to pick apart. Some teams are seated too high, some too low. Some made the tournament who shouldn't have, and vice versa. Also, some teams are in the exact right spot. Long story short, it's time to overreact. And at the very end of the episode, we have a big announcement. All right, Biggs, the bracket is revealed, and there are some teams who are on the outside looking in. I do think we should touch on them just for a little bit. We don't want to do too much because, you know, their season is effectively over. But talk about who who is just, just on the outside looking in. Um, and just got a list here that are probably like the first, like, four to eight that are left out. Um, Oklahoma is a team who beat Baylor in this tournament and almost beat Texas Tech in the, I believe, the semifinals. They get left out. Uh, Texas A&M actually played in the SEC title game after beating Florida, Auburn, and Arkansas. Loses to Tennessee. They're out. Wake Forest is a team who was on the bubble, very much on the bubble in the past couple weeks, and was a team that was like, if you looked up in like December, January, they might have been like a 6-7 seed, but now they're out after losing to Boston College in the ACC tournament. And Xavier is another team that suffered a first-round upset to Butler, and they are now out. And they're another team who we had high expectations for. Um, some other ones who you know you can touch on a little more if you want to: SMU, Dayton, BYU, St. Louis. Um, what do you think of these teams? Who has the biggest gripe here? I, th- I thought you were going to get through that entire thing without mentioning the team that was the very first team out. The committee, the committee this year. Maybe they do this every year, but. They, they they made note of like the very first like in order the teams that were why you know, do they 60, do that is it just 69, like, to, like well, stick think, a knife in them and then twist it too it feels that way doesn't it but I, I think yeah. I'm wondering if it's like a COVID deal where it's like hey just like last year where if a team has to drop out this is the first team that's on standby that's how they Could that's be. how they frame it um they give them like eight hours. It's like, hey, if if the team hasn't dropped out in the next fifteen minutes, though, you guys are out. But just so you know, you were the you were our first one. Um, it's not you, it's us, kind yep. of situation there. But uh, Dayton was the very first one. So were they the first one? Okay. They were and the very they, first uh, one. They were team number sixty nine. So there's that. I mean, they have that going for them at least. They also have a bunch of freshmen. They have like nine freshmen or something, even though they're not freshmen. They're like COVID freshmen or redshirt freshmen. Uh, Dayton's time will come back, assuming. They don't all transfer, which I guess is never a given because also, the transfer portal uh, world we're living in. Also assuming we don't have a global pandemic in a year where they would have been a one seed. True. Hopefully what, we don't what, have another what, one of those. What a brutal three years for them. Like, you know, they have that happen. I don't, did they make the tournament a year ago? I don't think so. Last then, year? Yeah. Did they? Really good no. Year? I didn't no. think so. And then this year they're like the last team out or the, the first team out. So brutal three years for them. Yeah. Yeah. Bummer. Hate to yeah. see it. They had their run. They went to the Elite Eight a handful of years ago. So, you know, there's that. Yes, but let's actually get into the bracket Scoochie here. Smith. Um, I have no idea what that is. You don't remember when they made the Elite Eight with Scoochie Smith? I don't know. What? When they had Archie Miller. He was their coach. Scoochie. I've never, never heard of Scoochie Smith. That's a great name, though. Unbelievable. Oh, huh. All right. I'm, I, I might toss that at the end of the episode like Gary Parrish does with his shout-outs. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but you know, just going to the actual bracket here, you know, the four number one seeds are in order: Gonzaga, Arizona, Kansas, Baylor. What do you think of that? You think uh, they got the right ones in there? Do you think maybe a Kentucky or someone has a gripe? What do you think? No, I mean, I think they really badly probably wanted to get like nobody seemed to want to claim that last one seed. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like Gonzaga, I feel like we went into the week with. Two for sure ones, and, and maybe that's just like a precursor to how crazy this whole year is and just how how flat the playing field is, is like, I don't know. I feel like in usual years, you kind of have a feeling like, all right, there's there's at least like one or two like for sure Z1 seeds. And there's like, a, like you kind of know like the four one seeds ahead of time. 
it feels like there was an opportunity for like six or seven other teams to like step in and come claim, like grab the one seed by the balls and, and take it. Yep. And nobody seemed to want to, you know, like Baylor losing early just shows you like, I feel like it was up for grabs still probably with like Auburn lost early. Kentucky yep. loses before the SEC championship game. Purdue is somehow still a three seed. I thought they may have, might've had a chance at a one if they would have won, but apparently they were further away than I guess I would have thought. Duke uh, I, I thought Duke, I thought Duke yeah. could have been a one seed maybe had they won last night, but they didn't. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I feel like Baylor, I mean, if you just go strictly by the resume, they've got a ton of like big wins, you know, they're not playing, they're not playing their best right now, but I guess I don't know who else you give it to. And, and I guess I don't really know if it really matters all that much between the one, the two, the three this year, because everything's so flat. Yeah, we don't have a situation like a year ago where it's you know two uh, two teams who ended it end up making you know the national title game and then it just seemed like there's such a big drop off to even get to the three number three team in the country. Um, but no, all in all, like you know, I do I do think like, I don't think there's any huge gripes. You know, I think obviously a a, a fan of Oklahoma or a fan of Texas A a and is going to look at like a Indiana or a Notre Dame and be like, okay, how did they get get in over us, sort of thing. Um, but all in all, like this is going to happen every year. So, you know, I just want to get into the bracket here. Um, and should we start with uh, the top left region? Uh, I think you remember this a year ago. I always refer to them: um, top left, top right, bottom right, bottom left. The, the northwest. The the north left region, which is Gonzaga's region. And that works out nicely because Gonzaga is located in the north-left portion of the country. Very true, very true. And so here's how I want to handle this, Biggs. Um, this, I'll give you a little like smorgasbord of options of what you can talk about. Like what's uh, maybe you could pick a, a future matchup that you're looking forward to, a team that is upset prone or like has that upset potential. Maybe maybe think Vermont. I don't know. Um, what are you looking for in this region? I got to look at the bracket. I got to put the bracket actually pulled up here. Well, I mean, I think when, you, when you're talking about this bracket, I mean, you knew – I, for one, had, like, no doubt in my mind when they go to the blank slate of, like, the bottom left – of, like, the bottom left of the top left portion of the bracket. Bottom left of the top. Yeah, gotcha. So the, so the, bo- so the bottom – So the bottom eighth of the – the, hmm, I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> it's the two and three seeds. I, okay. when they, when it showed Greenville, South Carolina, I knew I, I my spidey sense were tingling. I'm like, it's going to be Duke as the two seed. Yep. And then the second they put Michigan state as the seven, I like locked it in. And I was like, it's Duke. Cause I, I, I just, uh... isn't there something weird, but does it feel like those two teams somehow get matched up every single year in the tournament? And they find a way to like, every other year get Duke and Michigan state. And you know, there's just going to be a giant circle jerk of like, Oh God, Izzo and Izzo and coach K just going to be, they have, have such great respect here. for each other. I have to jump in here. So for each region, I've got a few notes here. Um, like matches I'm looking for or some underlying story. And one of them is verbatim. Can March Izzo end coach K's career? Gosh, that would be incredible. Yeah. Uh, he has to get to that game. Because, I mean, Davidson, Michigan State, I think is going to be one of the more compelling first round matchups. I, I really like Davidson the way they play. Uh, another underrated because of all of the Coach K sucking the oxygen, the Coach K Izzo just like them having a crush on each other thing. Um, Foster Lawyer is one of Davidson's best players. He was a he was like a end of the bench kind of guy for Michigan State the last couple years of like the first couple years of his career. So could it be like a Foster Lawyer revenge game? I hope ruining, so. ending Coach Izzo, uh, ending March Izzo, and not giving him a chance to end Coach K's career. Yeah, and thus catapulting Coach K into a national championship run. No, we, we don't say those words like that phrase together on the show. That would be really quite something. <laughs> um, I'll be honest with you. I, I mean, the the play-in game is Rutgers Notre Dame. Uh, do you have thoughts? I, I see a little p- upset potential there for the next uh, the next round. I don't think. Who do you think wins that game? I think Rutgers. Like I think like you know how we talked about Memphis and uh, Houston. How we're like Memphis has the higher ceiling, but Houston's a safer bet. 
Yeah. I see that with these two teams. Like Notre Dame, they're like their level point is probably higher than, you know, Rutgers like low point, obviously. But Rutgers has a higher potential to upset Bama um, the following round. And out of those four teams um, in the play-in game, I mean, technically there's eight teams, but I'm excluding the 16 seeds. There's Rutgers, Notre Dame, and then what's the – it's Wyoming, Indiana. I think Rutgers has – like we we talked about like UCLA a year ago. Uh, I think Rutgers has that best chance out of all those teams to make some sort of a run here, especially because like that next round matchup against Bama, Bama's so hit or miss, and they have shown that you know they can play with the best in the country and they can play down to some of the not so good teams in the country. That's a great point. That's a great point. I guess one of the other things, and I'm just kind of like shotgun fire and just thoughts in my brain at this at this side of the bracket here is that. Uh, Gonzaga only lost three games all year, one of which was in conference to St. Mary's. Their other two losses, Duke and Alabama, both in this bracket, were both in this region. Uh, they also played uh, Texas Tech early in the season and beat them, I think, maybe by like 10 or 12. So it was a, it was a close game. That was kind of before Texas Tech had emerged into being what they are now. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. That's that's kind of interesting that they've set up potential like rematches all over the all over the place for them. Mm-hmm. Um I, I, everybody's always going to gravitate towards those five twelve, those four thirteen matchups. What do you make of North, New Mexico State and Vermont as a twelve or thirteen? Do you think either one of those can pull an upset over Connecticut or Arkansas? No, I don't think so. When I'm looking to my twelve thirteen upsets, I'm looking elsewhere, um, and we can get into that later. With either one of them, I think Arkansas is more potential to has more potential to be upset because they're similar to Alabama, in which they can't they have their highs and their lows. I do. I am. I'm going away from your question here a bit, but I do look forward to a Memphis Gonzaga game in that second round. Um, Memphis is a team. You know, they lost to Houston today, but they have just been so much better ever since Imani Bates, um, you know, left the team. Did he leave the team? Yeah, probably. Okay. Let's be honest. I, I don't know if they ever said that officially, but I think that is what happened. Um, and it's like you know they discovered you know that they do have they already had all these good guards before they got Bates to commit. They have DeAndre Williams and Jalen Duran in the middle just to basically erase anything in the middle. Middle. They're a great defensive team. Like they pressure you all the way up the floor. They make it tough on you. And so for a Gonzaga team who you know would be playing two games in three days. Um, which is the case for all these teams that make that second game. You know, they might have a little fits against Memphis. Yeah, I can see that. I, I mean, I can, it's so tough picking the 8-9 game because I, I think Boise State is very similar to Memphis, to be honest with you. I think right. both those teams are, are really good defensively. Boise State's big and long and athletic. I mean, they, they beat Celtic, or, uh, San Diego State yesterday in, in a really good kind of rock fight defensive style game. And I mean, Boise's big. We were talking about this yesterday. Uh, Boise starts like – basically 6'2", and then it's like 6'7", 6'8", 6'8", 6'10", or something. They're large. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, they've got – what's the kid's name? It's Dagonet or Denigay or – they got a freshman guard who's like like 6'7", but um, he's from Spokane. So maybe there's a a little – a little revenge element there too to to a potential second-round matchup with Gonzaga. Um, I think that could be interesting. Back to back to my original point because that's where I want to talk about the things that I was thinking about. You, you're just waiting for the microphone to come back to you, basically. Basically, yeah. Pass me the rock, please. Um, <laughs> you know, I set my screen. I rolled hard. Give me the ball. Um, I'm intrigued by New Mexico State against Connecticut. Okay. New Mexico State's been in this tournament, like been in the tournament. It feels like every year they basically run their the the whack. And uh, and Chris Jans is one of like the really really good like mid major coaches. I think he's one of the best coaches in the country. Um, they have like high end, uh, like big league talent. They've got guys who can who can really play. They play a physical style, and Connecticut. As much I'm like talking out of both sides of my mouth when I talk about Connecticut because I like love Connecticut and I could see them making like a I love something about that team. Just like all the pieces like look really good to me and like I, I'm really intrigued by them. But they play kind of stupid sometimes. They just do some stupid stuff. Like they've got like the. Uh, they're the team that, like, the ultimate get off the bus. Like, they've got nothing but just big, strong, physical, just, like, Adonis-looking dudes. Adonis and Ogo. You almost said it right there. Yeah, but, but like, but something about, like, like in the brain, they're just, like, not all there, I don't think. and I, I don't know. They just do some dumb shit. So, like, I could see them just as easily losing to New Mexico State as I could see them beating Gonzaga. 
Like, I don't know. I, that's what, that's what's so amazing about this, uh, about this tournament field this year is that I just, even Gonzaga, I just don't think is anywhere near as good as Gonzaga was last year. I think Gonzaga could lose very early in this tournament. I do too. If they play a team that can bully them, which I, I think that's always been a kind of a thing with Gonzaga is I think they can get bullied. Um, last year was kind of the exception until the very end of the year. They, they ran into the one team that could bully them, but like, I think there's more teams that can kind of bully them this year. If you run into a team that gets up in your junk and plays physical, I think they can be had a little bit. So I don't know. And then I think Vermont, Arkansas could be a hell of a first round game uh, just because I think Arkansas is a little bit, they're just, they're so reliant on JD Note making insane shots. And that's another team. John Becker is, is a really, really good coach and Vermont is a team that just wins a lot. And I feel like there's just something to be said about teams that just win a ton and, and they kind of expect to. I don't know. I think those. I think there's some some really interesting. I would be surprised if both 12 and 13 seed lost. I wouldn't be shocked if one of those teams gets a win. I could. I'm. You know. I look at like these uh, matchups, um, and I usually exclude like one, like the one sixteen, two fifteen, and three fourteen. But here, if you go down from like the four seed um, down to the eight seed, for sure, I could see all those being upsets. Yeah, I, I'm with you, you on this. You know what I mean. Yep. And it's just like, so four, five, six, seven, eight. How many numbers did I just say? Five? I can easily see at least two of those happening. Yeah. I, I'm with you. I agree. Yeah. I would love to see, I guess, looking forward a little bit, you know, just because we're going to do the whole thing where we hope the bracket breaks this way and talk about matchups that probably inevitably won't happen. Um, but yeah, so I mean, tell Texas, me about Davidson versus Fullerton. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, uh, I think a Texas Tech Duke Sweet 16, should those, should the bracket go chalk? I mean, mm-hmm. style like differentiating styles make uh, make for good rock like good fights, and I would love to see Duke against Texas Tech just because Texas Tech is kind of the aren't they just like from a from a culture style like so different Texas Tech just feels like a blue collar lunch pail like we don't we don't have any like it's not about the name on the back of the jersey type guys they're just tough as nails you know what I mean and they're all just yep. big and mean. And Duke is kind of the Hollywood like yeah we're going we're going to be pros and like we're we're cocky and. I don't know. I feel like those two, you got coach K who's been like this entitled coach his entire career and Texas Tech's coach has waited his turn for, for forever and has just kind of grinded his way. And now he's finally got a job and it's Texas Tech. I don't know. I think that one could be really fun. And, I'm, and I I'm think looking the two teams are really good. I'm looking forward to a Duke Bama matchup after, after the NATO comment from year not comments from a year ago. I'm looking forward to that matchup. Whoa. You know, you know, Duke would get all the calls in that game. Yeah. You, they you would know. send a message to Nate Oates. You know how like we talk about bulletin board material for uh, for players. Um, you know that Coach K would have a picture of Nate Oates just in his like, in his personal office as bulletin board material. And you know that would just be cycling through the media. Like th- those Nate Oates comments would be all we hear on every yeah. radio station, on every podcast it gets led with. Uh, that would be wild. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Anything else you got on this region here, Biggs? No. Not really. I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll dig into it later, but I, I, I mean, I think we've, we've exhausted my thoughts. And for those loyal listeners, just a couple notes. Um, I have heard Big say Connecticut like 30 times. I just want to say you might be confused. They're also known as UConn. Um, so if you're confused, when he says Connecticut, he's talking about UConn. Connecticut. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, this episode is basically just a overview of the bracket. The one we record Wednesday um, of this week, we'll be previewing like this week's matchup sort of thing in more detail. So if you're looking for this week, like the Thursday, Friday matchups and us previewing them, um, you'll have to wait a few days. Now, top right region, Biggs, Arizona is the number one seed here. What do you, what do you see in this region? I think maybe the big, the, the biggest surprise of the bracket Probably was Michigan, right? Getting an 11 seed. They're 17 and 14. That is one of my notes. I go, I just, and like with that, you know, they seem to have gotten a little preferential treatment. Um, my, like, I was thinking best case scenario for them, they'd be in a playing game. And they're in a, they don't have to play that playing game. They're automatically advanced to play uh, number six, Colorado State. Now, do you have any, uh, any idea on that matchup? I know you, you follow Colorado State quite a bit, I think. Yeah, I mean that was the, that was another one that I, I think when that when that number got put out there, I guess I was surprised. I didn't think Colorado State would be a six. I mean, without I guess I don't I don't know who I'd put instead of them, but 
I was surprised that they got a six. That that because of that, I guess I wouldn't be surprised if even though Michigan is the team that probably I don't know if they deserve to have an eleven to be that securely in the tournament. I wouldn't be surprised if they win that game just because they're so much they're just bigger and Colorado State's small. I mean, David Roddy is a force, and, and that's a guy who like should you know people should put should know and, and should like enjoy watching. He's six five and he's like two fifty. I mean, he is a beast. But you know, when you start running up against these high major with these high major, I mean, Michigan's got they're going to have four guys taller than that on the floor. You know, so I don't love that matchup for them. You know, mm-hmm. I could see Michigan. I could see Michigan winning that game. And, and to be honest with you. Uh, wouldn't it just be, wouldn't it just be kind of like, uh, I don't know what the word is, but like, I mean, how surprising would it be that Michigan, the team that I'm sure we're not the only pod, not the only people that are going to notice Michigan, you know, getting in and be a little suspect, uh, suspicious of that. I wouldn't be surprised if they go on a run. I wouldn't be surprised if they beat Tennessee in the next round. Well, they've done it before. Remember is years, five, six years ago, like they like right for the big 10 tournament. Like they're playing like skids off the ra- the runway. Is that wasn't that them? Yeah, they went through the whole tournament just playing in their practice yeah. jerseys or something. Yeah. They're sick. And they made like the Sweet Sixteen, the Elite Eight, something. And and I think they, I don't know if they won the Big Ten tournament, but like going into it, it wasn't sure whether or not they'd be in. And they had yeah. some sort of run in the Big Ten tournament, and then they go on. I think it was the year that Jordan Poole hit the game winner and like the, I want to say the second round. Um, could that happen this year? We'll see. And. You know, just a couple other things. I, I see um, one thing that popped out to me. Um, Ohio State, the seven seed, was, they, they seem to get upset a lot during the tournament against Loyola Chicago, who loves to do a lot of the upsetting. Yeah, I was going to say, there's three Big Ten teams in this region. Uh, at least one of those teams is losing early, right? I mean, Illinois matched up against Chattanooga. That's a, that's a very losable game, a 13 seed that's, I think, got a lot more talent than a 13 seed would. They're a 13 seed only because they're coming out of the SoCon. And yeah, Ohio State to talk about a team that's just going in with just bad juice. Like they've played like crap. It feels like for the last like three weeks of the year, I feel like they haven't beaten anybody, and they've got some really bad losses. Um, you know, they lost in the first round of the of, of the Big Ten tournament. Like they're just, I don't know, they're going in with some weird like. I, I feel like I don't know. They got bad vibes, and you're right. Loyola is a team that that I said I'm going to pick them to win in their first round game, and I feel great about that matchup. I would yeah. pick them to beat Ohio State. Now, I know last week's episode, um, you talked about Chattanooga quite a bit as one of your darlings. How do you feel about this first-round match? Are you still feeling good about picking that upset? Yeah, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't mind it. I mean, I, I think Illinois is probably the better team. I mean, it's I mean, anytime well, a 13 seed's seed. playing a four, you know, they're probably the better team, right? But right. I wouldn't be I wouldn't be surprised. Um I, I'd have to, you know, I'll have to look at like some of the betting, the betting odds and stuff like that. But yeah, I think Chattanooga's absolutely good enough. I think Illinois has been overrated all year. It's, I'm telling you, John, the Big Ten is like the SEC in football. It is a, the media machine in the Big Ten. They got nine teams in. The Big Ten is not that good. Mm-hmm. I mean, this year it's just not that good. And I don't understand, like, Illinois, they're like 22 and 10. Like, I don't understand how, like, no matter what, like, no matter how many times they lose all season, everyone is like, yeah, this team could win it all. It's like, what? Do the games? Are you watching the games? Do the games not matter to anybody? Like Illinois, right. I don't know. In order to win the national championship, you need to actually like not lose games. And it seems like Illinois just loses a lot. Yeah, and it's like these Big Ten teams are beating you know other Big Ten teams, and it's like, oh, Michigan beats I don't know Ohio State, and I could get it if like this is like a like Big Ten is historically winning national titles, and you know having four teams in the Elite Eight or seven teams in the Sweet 16 or something like that. But they fell flat on their face a year ago. I don't know if you remember that, Biggs. And, like, there is, like, Ohio State getting upset by a 14, I want to say. Or or were they a two-seed? I think they might have been a two-seed. Yeah, they lost but, to a 15-seed. Purdue got upset, I think, to a 14 or a 13-seed. Yeah. There were a ton of upsets. And so, like, history is not in their favor where, you know, you can just look at Big Ten team playing Big Ten team and, say to yourself, oh, since they beat them, that means they're this great team. Like, history's not in their favor on that. So, and it just seems to be every single year, Big Ten teams are all, you know, being talked about all, you know, in the top four seeds. Um, and let's see, someone, was it them who had like nine tournament teams? Who do you like to come out of this region? 
If not Arizona, how about that? We have to like do this where we can't pick the one seed because obviously everyone's just going to always pick the one seed. If it's not Arizona, who's it going to be? Okay, I'll I will attack that question, but first I'm going to not attack that question because one of my notes here is you know I look at this bracket and I look at Arizona and I think they have a very easy path to the Elite Eight. Like I look at say for example the Gonzaga one we just looked at, I could see them being upset by Memphis, UConn, or Arkansas. I mean, I don't. But like for Arizona, I don't see them being upset by Seton Hall or TCU. I don't see them upset by uh, Houston. Illinois would be the only the the only one who I could maybe say. Um, so I do think that they do have a fairly easy top part of the bracket. With that being said, if I had to pick a team to come out of this region who was not Arizona, I would go with your Frolanteers, Bigs. I think that they could uh, meet up with Villanova in the Sweet 16, which I think that would be a great matchup. Yeah. And I think that they could take it to Villanova. I, Villanova is, has also been a very up-and-down team where, you know, they play in the Big East, they won the Big East, but I think Tennessee plays in a much tougher conference, and they've been more battle-tested, so I think they could win that game. That'd be a fun rematch, too, because those two teams played earlier in the year, and Villanova smoked them, if you remember right. Ooh, payback time. Remember that? That was uh that was in the the UNC Purdue Nova Tennessee deal. And, I got uh, that out of my mind. And Nova and Nova kicked their ass. Um, I'm kind of with you though. Yeah. So, oh, you can't just pick the same team though. No, I, well, I, I'm with you on like all of your points, but I, I disagree. I think I think Villanova. I think Villanova is the team that would beat Arizona. Um, okay. My my worry about Arizona all year has been: Will they run into a team? And it's it's very Gonzaga like. Will if they run into a team that has the athletes? to not run with them, but to like slow them down and like hang with them physically, but slow them down. Arizona wants to play really fast. And UCLA did it last night. They were able to slow them down for a while. Um, and eventually they, they kind of ran out of gas and, and Arizona just kind of out-talented them. I think Villanova, they're Virginia. We've talked about this over and over and over again all year. Villanova plays incredibly slow. They play incredibly methodical. They don't have the, the high-end talent. They don't have great size, but... They're just like tough as hell, and it's like they, like if do you ever look at like the Nova guys, like whoever their strength and conditioning coaches, like that man's getting it done. Like they're all big as hell, like they're just big and they're ripped. They're like big and strong. I could see them giving Arizona a tough time. Villanova is just built differently. Like you look at a Gonzaga <laughs> and you see these trees. You see Drew Timmy and you see Chet Holmgren. Like Villanova just has more like the uh, what's the word? They're stumps. Chunk. Like, ju- like my massive person of the week, I can pick a Villanova guy every week, I feel like. Colin Gillespie is this week's. Yeah, they're just like, they're just like tough as, they're just tough as hell. I feel like they're, 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 you're right. They're chunks where, where Arizona is like long and rangy and like lanky and they look like, they just look like more of a basketball team where Nova is like the, we play football, you know? Mm-hmm. So... I, I, I like it, but you're right. I think this region is probably the weakest one. I think so too. Like I look at, and I've got. We'll get to like the uh, bottom left one later. But like one of my notes is, I call that the blue blood region. You have Kentucky, North Carolina, UCLA, and then last year's national champions in Baylor. Um, the one we just went over. You have powerhouses like Gonzaga, Duke, um, Michigan State. You know, UConn. Like you have a lot of teams in that region who have won national cha- championships. This one is top top right though. Just it's just weaker. Like you have Villanova, they're about like the only one who you can look at and be like, yep, they have that championship pedigree. Um, yeah. I mean, did Baylor have the championship pedigree before they had it last year? True. Like you do have to do it once before you can do it multiple times. It's true. So yes. I, I don't know. I don't know. I guess if that matters a whole hell of a lot. And I mean, North Carolina getting thrown into your blue blood thing. I mean, they're an eight seed. They're going to probably get smoked in the first round. So like we'll, we'll, I don't we'll know. See. We'll Who, see. What is Caleb? Caleb Love doesn't exactly have championship pedigree, in my opinion. Um, you <laughs> know, so I mean, there's that. Right? Like I don't know. I, I just think like I, I think Tennessee's really good. I think Villanova is like a, they're like solid, but I just feel like there's a there's a ceiling, and yet like I don't think Nova. We've talked about this. I don't think Nova's like all that good. No. Nope. Yet I think they have a very reasonable shot at a Final Four. And that's what's and that's what's so weird about this region. And like, 
Houston as a five, like it's it's just such a shame that Houston had to lose a couple of their a couple of their studs. I know because I, th- I think that's a team that could like they could be they been like a two or three seed. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And, and and I honestly like with the way they're they're a five right now, I wouldn't be shocked if they if they lose in the first round to UAB. I wouldn't be surprised if they're able to just grind out a win over UAB and then they get a the favorable matchup against Chattanooga and all of a sudden they're playing Arizona mm-hmm. in the Sweet Sixteen and it's kind of like a Nova Baylor matchup last year where. They just kind of they just hang around because they're just so damn tough, and maybe eventually they run into a team like Arizona where they just don't have enough juice and enough talent. But damn it to hell, they're going to be really really hard for someone to beat, and they're they're like not going to go down without like you're you're going to like take body blows from them to beat them. You know what I mean? You're, you're going to win, but at a cost. Yep. No, I would agree. Now let's see. Should we move on to the bottom right here, the uh, south right? The region. southeast region, yeah. South right, um, and we have we have a lot of good teams in this region. We have Kansas, we have Auburn, we have Wisconsin. Your team getting in by the skin of their teeth with a three seed, winning that bet. Um, LSU, who just fired their head coach, uh, that happened yesterday, I believe. We have one one note I do have here: Providence, the luckiest team in the country. At least I still think they are. This is the Play- luck region. Playing South Dakota State, who is one of my teams, who I see as an upset-worthy team. I, I'm going to be honest. I just made a statement that I think the top right bracket is the worst one. I'm going to redact that and adjust, and I think the bottom right one actually might be the worst one. Explain. Uh, a, I don't think Kansas is all that good. They're a one seed, and I, I think they're maybe the worst of the one seeds. Uh, Auburn, I think, is the worst of the two seeds. They are trending down. They're trending, yeah. That, that's what I'm. That's what I mean. Resume wise, like they've got a they've got a great resume, but uh, they've been playing like shit lately. Uh, I don't think like, I mean, Iowa as a five seed is is crazy to me. I mean, I know they just won the Big Ten, so like that's obviously that's where they get the they get the bump for doing that. But God, four days ago, could you imagine Iowa as a five seed? Like that seems crazy. Providence, mm-hmm. you just mentioned it. They're lucky as hell. LSU Iowa State in that first round matchup. One of those teams is going to win, and those teams have both been dog shit basically since conference play started. So like we're going on three months of both those teams not being very good. One of those teams getting to the second round. Um, I I don't know. I, I just I'm like down on this region as a whole, and I don't I don't really know what else to make of it. I don't think it's all that good. What do you make of uh, Richmond? I know you've been t- texting me about them past couple days here. You you like Richmond. I do like Richmond. I like do watching you, Richmond. I mean, I like you, watching Iowa too. That's the do, thing. Do it's like, like I, I don't. It's not that I don't like these teams. I just as Iowa a five seed. That's that's wild to me. It's, it's take, maybe taking me a second to process. I think they're probably going to beat Richmond. I think that game could be a really fun one to watch, just because if you like offense and you like watching teams, you know, make shots and score. I think that's a team. That's a game that's that's going to be good because Richmond plays really a, a fun brand of basketball, and that they they pass and they cut, and they've got guys who can shoot and create. And Iowa always has a terrific offensive outfit. You know, their defense is always what kind of gets them into trouble. Mm-hmm. And so I think that one could be a really good kind of up and down, free flowing, a lot of shot making kind of contest. So I think that one could be a really fun five twelve game. Um, and then obviously the uh, the the opposite style of that would be Providence. Should Providence beat South Dakota State? You could potentially have a team in Providence that just is used to basically playing that Wisconsin style, where they just grind, they grind you to a pulp um, against a team that's used to playing high level offense. So I think there, there's some there's some interesting stylistic differences between some of those teams. One thing that jumps out at me with this region is, you know, I was bashing Wisconsin earlier in this year or before the season with, with our Big Ten preview. I'm pretty sure I had the same feeling about Iowa too. I'm pretty sure. That I was saying, I did not think Iowa was going to be good after they lost all their guys. I, I looked at the roster, I just see Jordan Bohannon, and I just figured he, he was all they had. Iowa is very much like Wisconsin, which where no matter what happens, no matter who leaves, no matter who comes in, they're always going to be at this like sort of level here. And it would be interesting to see, and I think there is a potential for it to happen, for them to play in the Elite Eight, and it would be the bulletin board game between, for those two teams. Who gets to keep the bulletin board? If Wisconsin and Iowa played, who'd keep that one? Yeah. Boy. Who, yeah. My, my face is just on center court, and they're, like, stomping at it whenever they go by it. 
Yeah. Can you imagine? <laughs> There'd be so many white dudes on the floor. <laughs> Think about that. You need to wear your sunglasses in the stands. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. Like, pack your sunblock. Oof, <laughs> wow. Um, I don't know. I, I, I don't – yeah, I, I, I don't know. This region just doesn't – I think Kansas is probably simultaneous. They're kind of like Arizona here where I, I, this bracket just seems like it's – So you it's said – It's got a lot said, of matchups, and yet somehow they'll probably lose early because Kansas seems to always do that. So you said that you think that Kansas is the worst – number one seed, do you think they got the easiest draw? In terms of just their road here, potential versus like an 8-9 yep. in, in that in that kind of quarter of the region and then there? maybe you play at Providence or in Iowa, the next one, you know. And then, you know, on the other side, you have Auburn, who is trending down. You have Wisconsin, who I'm not sure the status of Giant Davis. Um, I know he's been playing, but I don't know if he's playing hurt. Um, you know, that benefit, that would benefit Kansas there too. You know, do you think that they just lucked out with this region a little bit? Yeah, a little bit. Okay. So, okay, so who do you think – you tossed this back on me, the, the last region. Who do you got winning this one? And you – I'm just going to say this. You can pick Kansas. I'm not going to withhold them from you. No, do that. Withhold Kansas. Don't let me pick Kansas. Don't okay. make me have – maybe make me have some courage and pick somebody else because okay. everybody okay. just always picks one seeds, and of course the one seeds, but like – you know that never happens. The four seeds never – the all four number ones never make it. Someone, Someone's going to beat it's one of these before. one seeds. I think it was 2008. It almost never ago. happens though. Almost okay. always at least one of those one seeds goes down. Okay. Let me give you a hypothetical here, okay? Let's just say that either Texas Southern or Texas A&M Corpus Christi becomes the first 16 seed who had to play in a play-in game to ever beat a one seed in the first round. Let's just say that happens. That would be crazy because the team that lost to the first of the first, they would be the second one seed to lose to a 16 seed. They, they'd they be in line to win it all next year. Funny thing is the team that, that did that as a one seed. Yeah. Not in this tournament. That's true. First time that's ever happened. Five years after losing as a one seed, they didn't make the tournament. <laughs> the first time you can ever look at a team that isn't in a tournament and say, you know what? That team won the national title the year after losing to a 16 seed. At some point in their in their their program history, don't forget that they opened their season with a loss to a service academy. <laughs> this is all important. Yep. Now, do uh, not dodge the question here. Should Kansas not make the Final Four? I think it's probably Wisconsin, just because uh, they do have the singular talent who can like take over a ball game. They've got uh, the the perfect like Robin to go with that. And Brad Davison, they're a great free throw shooting team. Like that is important. Like all these games seem nip and tuck, and you've got to have uh, good free throw shooters. They they play great defense. They're old. They're tough. Um, all of those cliches uh, exist about Wisconsin, and I think Wisconsin also has like the perfect, potentially perfect like region to go through. Like I think Auburn is like the ultimate. Just like Wisconsin would feast on Auburn because of those stupid guards who just shoot like crazy and do dumb shit. Like, I think Wisconsin doesn't do dumb shit. And so I think they would, like, have a field day with that matchup. And I don't know. Is there a team in the top half? Like, I don't I don't think Providence or Iowa or Creighton are, are good enough to probably make, like, that deep of a run. I'd go with Kansas, uh, Wisconsin. Who would you go with? If Kansas doesn't win at all. I think Auburn's going to figure it out. You think Auburn? They do have the ceiling. Yes, they have that ceiling. And and I've said it before. Like I've said this about Auburn. I've said this about Purdue, that I think they are, at one point or another during this season, I've said this is the best team in the country. And neither one of them are one seats. So I probably have no idea what I'm talking about. But throwing out Kansas, um, I would go Auburn there. I tell you what, there are, there, like nobody else in this region can probably match their front court. I mean, Kessler and Smith up front is is a load. I think a USC Auburn first uh, second round game could be fun just from the how, size. How fun would it be? How fun would it be Auburn against last year's USC team? That front court matchup with the Mobley twins, the yeah, Mobley brothers. I mean, I think this year's USC team is 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 similar to that one. And I mean, they're big. I mean, you got Evan Mobley and um, who's the other big guy that they got? The kid who who transferred from Wofford. I can't remember his name. Bugiels. Well, no, I mean, he's good too, but like he's more of a guard. Uh, like USC's got a ton of size, so I mean, 
I, I honestly don't really love their matchup against Miami, though. I think Miami will. I don't know. I don't really like Miami, but I could see them beating USC. I, Miami's hung around with a lot of good teams. They did beat Duke once, and they almost beat them in the conference tournament here. They're paying a tough with Duke. So they do have that upset potential where if Miami does get by USC, um, Auburn should be shaking a little bit, I think. Agreed. Those 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 small guards that just kind of run and shoot and can get into gaps and like make cause problems for people, uh, mm-hmm. those teams are always kind of scary in March. And so yep. it's it's all about guard play, and, and Miami's got like four solid ones. All right, we have one more region here. Are you ready to get to it? I am ready. Your blue Alrighty. blood region. My blue blood region. We have Baylor, the defending national title holders. Um, we got Kentucky down there at the two seed. Purdue, like uh, a Kentucky-Purdue matchup in the Sweet 16. Sign me up for that, Biggs. We have North Carolina, who I'm just going to say, they Baylor should be shaking in the boots there. Um Wyoming, Indiana, those are, you know, they talk about those being the last two teams in. A UCLA-Baylor matchup would be intriguing, too. Um, I'm just looking at the possibilities of matchups, and I love it. Uh, Virginia Tech's a team down at that 11. You know, Texas should be a little worried there. They've been playing better recently, and I think each game throughout the the conference tournament, you could have argued either way, like, oh, this is enough for Virginia Tech, or this isn't enough quite yet. And then, you know, they just... They left no doubt last night by beating Duke. So, you know, I've just rolled railed off or railed off. I've just rolled off a lot of interesting facts about this. Um, Virginia Tech, I see them beating Texas though. I'm just gonna leave it at that. Yeah, I think I'll agree with you on that. I, with the way they're playing, I, I think I think you're right. They are they're they're peaking at a right time. And you know, I think something that we probably didn't make enough of was like how slow their start was. Virginia Tech started the year really slow. They struggled in their non-con with some losses. They started out like 0-4 in the ACC, I think. And I think I made a comment when we were talking. We just kind of mentioned them in passing. And I said, you know, Storm Murphy, you know what he looks like? He looks I mean, like a kid who played at Watford who transferred to yeah. uh, to an ACC school. He's been better, though. He's been better. And, and their whole team just kind of looked like a, a team that got uh, full of guys who transferred from lower-level schools. And that's kind of what they were. And I think that takes time to get – to, to adjust to the speed. And it, it seems like they've adjusted to the speed. And, and I again, it's another team that I'm always going to be in on teams that play like the unselfish, move the ball, pitch it around. It's 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 just like on it's like it's zipping around all over the floor. They've got guys who can drive and kick. They've got guys who can shoot. Their big guys can pass. Justin Mutz is like one of my one of my man crush guys. Like he is one of my favorite players in the country. I love I love how that dude plays. Like he's just kind of like a Swiss Army knife uh you know, swing forward who can like guard everybody. Uh, he had like a dirty just dunk last night where he put his nuts in Banchero's face, and I liked it a lot. Um, they've they've got a squad, and and I really I do like the way they play. And Texas is a team that they just they just feel ripe for the picking, where it's like they're just never going to. We've been waiting on them all year to get good, and they just kind of really haven't. And so, yep. I don't know. I could see Vatek pulling that upset. Yeah, I, I would like that a ton. Okay. Um, I think I think Indiana honestly is the play-in team. I think if there's a team that's going to go deep out of these out of these four like eleven slash twelves, I mean I think Indiana's got the the juice to do it. They knocked out they picked up a couple really good non or uh, Big Ten tournament wins where they're playing really well, and they're like a bullshit banked in forty foot three from Jordan Bohannon away from playing in you know the Big Ten championship game today. Yep. I mean they they. They pulled some really nice wins. They beat Michigan in a game that I think a lot of people thought was like a bubble game. Apparently, it was just a bubble game for Indiana. Holy shit! That they need all of the wins they got. Then they beat Illinois. Yep. So they're they're playing awfully well. Trace Jackson Davis is going to be maybe one of the best players on the floor anytime they play. They've got enough talent to to beat anybody. And I don't know. I could I could see them going on a, on an extended little run. Yeah, kind of so, like UCLA did last year, where they would okay. potentially play UCLA in the second round. Ooh. That would be interesting. Indiana beating St. Mary's and then playing the team who made that run last year from the first four games. Yeah. What a storyline there. Now, I'm going to switch sports for just a second here, Biggs. So I just pulled up ESPN.com. Have you heard anything? Have I heard anything about what? Breaking news. Really? Tom Brady's back with the Bucks. No kidding. Yes. He, Shocked. He, he's the new Brett Favre. He, 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 he can't retire. The man is just dying. He's dying for attention. Like that's yeah. just what it is. Like the man just 
He just needs attention so bad. Tom, just like just like they said in The Dark Knight, you either die the hero or you live long enough to see yourself become the villain. Um, Tom Brady, I think, is maybe becoming a villain here. Yeah, maybe. Anyways, back to the sport at hand. Here, here. Here, here. Let's do here. here. There, there. Um, <laughs> You know, let's, let's, let's do this little practice again, but go further with it. If you had to pick a team outside of Baylor or Kentucky to go through, who is it? Or Purdue. I can't pick Baylor, Kentucky, Purdue. Or UCLA. I mean, why, why don't you just go, like, out of the top – I can't pick one of the top seven seeds. If you had to pick a team outside of the seeds one through seven and nine through 16, who would you pick? <laughs> Uh, could I, could I take one of those teams that's in the plan because they're technically not, they don't, they don't get a seed right away. Okay. So I'm okay. Indiana. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> oh, Indiana's also technically in that blue blood list. I didn't even think about them. Yeah. Yeah. I suppose. Yeah. Um, I mean, man, like I think a second round game with Kentucky and Murray state could be really fun. I mean, Murray state, of course, just getting the shaft on their seed line. Like, yeah, just I thought respect. that was a little low. I was expecting like the five, six, which. Is only one from seven, but I was not expecting that. Um, I was expecting them to be like a seven or eight and expecting to be annoyed by it. And Mm -hmm. I was right because I think they're better than a seven seed. And so now good, uh, good for have fun with that second round matchup, Kentucky. I think that could be a game that, that is like, I think that could be a fun game. Um, I don't know. I, I I think Purdue Yale could be fun just because I, I don't trust Purdue. I just think Purdue is they're another team. They're kind of like UConn, I think, a little bit in that man. You watch them for the right for the right like five minutes. You watch them and you go, "Holy shit!" Yep. No team can keep. How does this team have a loss at all? Like the way they can score. Like they went on a run today against Iowa, where they're like down eight or nine, and I swear to God, within a span of about fifty seconds, they tied the ball game because it was like a couple free throws. They get a stop, come down, nail a three. They force a turnover, go get a layup. They they like get a they get a rebound and like Jaden Ivey goes coast to coast and scores in like three seconds and it's like whoa like this team is just they've got the sport ability that Clark Kellogg always talks about but then it's like I don't know they just they do some dumb stuff and I feel like they're just as upsettable as they were last year uh, so I don't know I, I I say that and then I, I again it's just like we're just gonna do an hour straight of me talking out of both sides of my mouth because that explosiveness does make them awfully enticing and tough to pick against. Who do you like? Who do I like outside those teams? Um, if I if I were to just pick a team, can I pick Kentucky? Even though I didn't allow you to. Do you like Kentucky? I do like Kentucky. I think yeah, they have a too. very good team. Um, and I already said that Kentucky, that potential for a Kentucky Purdue matchup will be amazing. Um, potential for a conduct Kentucky or Purdue against like a UCLA or a Baylor is amazing. Also, um. And so, yeah, well, UCLA. That, I mean, that's with, a team that. I mean, they're a four seed. Is that a team yeah. that can go deep? With that being said, with those potential matchups that I just mentioned, it'll probably end up being uh, Marquette versus Yale in the Elite Eight. Hey, Marquette with the uh, the potential revenge game over North Carolina. I mean, North Carolina stole one of their oh, guys. They stole Dawson. Yeah, they're going to be kind of annoyed by that, I bet, and they're probably going to be like, "Hey, screw you guys." True, could be. Um. But no, if I had to pick a team, like if I had to pick a team overall, and you just said you can pick anyone here, I would go with Kentucky over Baylor, even. Yeah, I would agree. Would you? Yeah, I think Kentucky or, and and I think UCLA has got a great chance to come out like to get to the Elite Eight. Okay. I don't know. I, I'm worried about Baylor. I just they're not playing all that well. They're down a couple guys now. You know, with a couple injuries. It's it's so hard this time of year. Like, how much stock do you put into these conference tournaments? Like, does it matter? Because the team that wins the whole the team that. that wins the conference tournament, you're like, yeah, they're going in with momentum. Um, the team that loses early, it's like, that ah, doesn't really matter at all. You know what I mean? Like, I was thinking that too, but from the perspective of the selection committee, like, how much did they put into you know Indiana beating Michigan when Michigan was still seated higher than them? You know, um, how much did they put into Oklahoma beating Baylor just a few days ago? And then they're not in either. Like, so I was thinking about that too. Like, do you think they put much stock into this? Or like, I've heard like say Saturday nights, so like you know, about this time last night, like the brackets basically filled out for the selection committee. 
Yeah, that's what that's what Gavitt was saying yesterday when he was on CBS. He said basically the whole thing's done. Like we'll we'll take in the results tonight. We'll kind of re we'll tweak it a little bit. But like he made it basically sound like they had like ninety percent of it done yesterday. You know, early afternoon. So I, I'm guessing they probably. It's hard to imagine they care a ton. I mean, why would you? I mean, you've got thirty something games already of each individual team, like as evidence of like what they are. Does a couple games really change? that much i mean right i don't think so and obviously like virginia tech it didn't change anything like if virginia tech would have lost to duke last night i don't think they're in they're they're not in no they they won the conference tournament and they're like a 12 seed or they're an 11 seed that's yeah usually when you win that conference tournament like that like in one of those power conferences you go in and you've got like you've got a really high seed now you know like Mm -hmm. you're probably like a six seven eight seed or or higher like assuming you're one of those teams that's kind of on the cut line I remember like Oregon State and Georgetown last year both won their conference tournaments and like they were nowhere near the bubble. Which I'm, were, like, yeah, like, I'm fine seasons. with that. Like I put more stock into, you know, the three, four months yeah. that began the season rather than, you know, three, four days that was the conference tournament. Agreed. You know. Um anyways, do you have anything else on this region? Um I wouldn't mind just getting to some quick predictions for uh who we think is gonna make the final four, win it all. Do I have any predictions? I predict Marquette beats North Carolina. Uh, <laughs> I predict UCLA gets to the Elite Eight. I predict... Um, I'll go with Kentucky going to the Elite Eight as well. A little Kentucky-UCLA Elite Eight, I think. That one could be interesting. I think that could be a lot of fun. Mick Cronin versus John Calipari, two coaches who still have... Uh, at least some moral standards in that they care about the dress code. They both still dress to impress, okay. and I appreciate that. That's something that I guess I didn't really consider when I was talking about Villanova earlier. Is that yeah? What's uh, Jay Wright been doing? I, I don't even know. I, I they can't win the whole thing. You can't win uh-huh. if, if Jay. Come on, Jay. Like, put the suits on for the tournament, right? <laughs> yeah, he, he has to. Why is he in a quarter zip? Like, that's just he, not okay. He's the best looking coach in the country. When he has the suits on, he could be the best dressed coach. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. Oh shit. Um, okay, let's go through each region. Let's go. So, like, pick it up from like the elite eight matchup. Who do you think is going to win? Okay. So, top left, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Gonzaga over Duke. There, I don't think there's. I think um, as far as just like the top two seeds, I think it's gonna go according to chalk in that region. I'm gonna go Gonzaga over Duke. Yeah, I will go with – I told you yesterday I'm picking Duke to win the whole thing <laughs> just as a uh, just as an emotional hedge. Okay. Yes, you did say that. You know, I will and, take oh, Duke. So that's why you're picking Marquette over North Carolina as an emotional hedge. Yeah, that's what it is. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Um, I will take Duke to beat – I just have a weird feeling that Zag is not going to – they're gonna slip up, but uh, I'll take Duke to beat Gonzaga. So I'll, I'll I'll take the same teams you did, and I'll take Duke to beat Gonzaga a second time in the Elite Eight. Okay. Uh, top right, I do think. I hate doing one two again, so I'm just not going to. Um, I do think Arizona's gonna make it. I do think. I think they're gonna beat Tennessee. So one three matchup there. I'll go with. Uh... I'll go with Villanova over Chattanooga. Okay. I love it. A 2-13 matchup. I love it. Uh, bottom right here, we've got – what do I want to do here? I'm going to go – I think that top half of the bottom right is going to be not according to Chalk there. Ooh, um, okay. I'm gonna Who's go beating Kansas? Auburn over Iowa. Auburn over Iowa. I like it. Yeah. Let's get sloppy here, Biggs. Yeah, no doubt. I will say... Mm, I'm going to go with Kansas over Wisconsin. Okay. Jeez, we didn't have any of the same ones in that one. Then, uh, let's see, bottom left, I'm going to go... I'm going to give it to Purdue over UCLA. I'll go with UCLA over Kentucky. Okay. All right. I got to refresh my ah! 
Oh. Yeah, I'll go with UCLA over Kentucky. What the hell? Yeah. We can always change these later. This is just our initial reaction pod. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll change it next in the, like a week from now before we're previewing that. So I've got Gonzaga versus – who did I pick here? Did I pick Tennessee? No, I picked Arizona. So Gonzaga, Arizona. And I went – did I go uh, – I'm terrible at this. Auburn, Purdue. Is that what I went? Yeah. Yeah. Um. Matchup of the two teams that I said are the best teams in the country at some point this year. And I will go Purdue against uh, – I'm just putting my mind in a pretzel here. You know, I'm going to get a couple teams that don't typically make it, you know, national title game. Purdue versus Tennessee with Purdue winning it all. Purdue against Tennessee. Okay. Matchup of the three seeds. I like it. I like yeah. it. That would be fun. Yeah. See what you got. Uh, so my final four then would be I would have Duke, Nova, Kansas, and UCLA. I don't think we had either of the same final fours. No. Like, yeah. Interesting. That's that's what makes this a great pod is we have differing opinions, which means we're the exact opposite person. Which well that's well that's opposites attract, John. True. And that means that we've got a greater chance now to be right as a pod. Oh, that is very true. You One know. of us is going to have it right, maybe. Yep. Yep. So I am going to go with Duke over Kansas. Um, and afterwards, Bill Self is going to have to, like, talk about all of the things that Coach K has done for the sport and, like, what he means to him. Whoa, 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 whoa. And oh, Coach okay. K is going to talk about how, like, he gets to go out on top and, like, how he's the GOAT now. And, like, it's going to be incredible. Just a Coach K love fest because we haven't had enough. You know, Coach K doesn't get enough attention. No. He's going to finally get his flowers. And he's going to fork your forking of his retirement tour. Fork him. That's all I have to say. I hope someone does. <laughs> all right. Uh, so I think you know that's really all that we have for the bracket here. Do you have anything else, Biggs? No, I'm just I'm fired up. I can't wait. I'm I'm, I'm looking. I'm like gonna jump onto ESPN here pretty soon here and check like the, the TV schedule because I really want that to come out. I'm gonna have a really hard time getting any work done over the next few days because like I'm just I'm fired up right now. Like all these matchups. Army super enjoyable. I think there's a ton of we saw it all week. I mean, if if the conference, if like the if the conference tournaments are any sort of prelude to how the NCAA tournament's gonna go, we're just gonna be in for a treat. I don't know if we're gonna get any of the matchups that you or I predicted, but like the journey, the games themselves are, are gonna be incredible. Like the games this weekend were just there were so many damn good games. Like basically starting starting Monday, like with some of those with some of those small school conference tournaments going down to the wire, big school tournament games going down to the wire, like there were just an insane number of highly competitive, like highly entertaining ball games. I, I, I like was trying to scroll between like watching four games at a time yesterday and it was difficult. There's so many good games. And so I think the tournament, if, if it, if it's anything like that, we're in for a, We're in for just a phenomenal three week stretch here. All right. So yeah, that's the end of the show. Um, we will be recording again Wednesday evening, so right before uh, the actual tournament tips off. Obviously, there will be some playing games before that. Um, but I alluded to a big announcement in the intro, Biggs. I don't know if you remember that. Um, Biggs and I are going to be guests on another podcast. It's called the Crash Course Podcast. Um, when I release this episode, on, I'll, I'll post it to, to uh, Twitter, too, and I'll probably tag them in it. But someone clearly doesn't listen to our show and wants us to be on it. Cause if they did listen to it, they wouldn't want us on there. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. <laughs> but um, I believe we're recording that with uh, some gentlemen on Tuesday evening. I believe that'll be released Wednesday. So, uh, and I will post it to our Twitter once, uh, once we see that they post something, but look out for that. Uh, we're very excited about that. This will be, I know you've been on a couple podcasts before, haven't you Biggs? Besides I have. This one. Yes. Um, this will be my first experience which is gonna be amazing i don't have to like, never forget your first john i never have to like steer the ship on the show now so that'll be nice so look out for that and then um you know two podcasts from now biggs and i will be recording together so that'll be exciting yeah we'll have some pods in person oh yeah. can't wait i know it's gonna be awesome and even more importantly than that we have the best time of the college basketball season upcoming here um it technically begins tuesday night Embrace those games. They are, they are technically college basketball games, and then it really gets into full full swing about what is it like eleven fifteen, eleven twenty, um, Central Time, 
on Thursday. Is that about when it starts? Kirk Cousins signs $35 million, one-year $35 million extension. What? Vikings Inc. quarterback Kirk Cousins, a one-year $35 million extension to keep Cousins through 2023 with a no-trade clause. I cannot wait oh my God. to listen to some reaction to that. That is going to be fantastic. It's just going to be fire. I, I might have to listen to um, Purple Insider again. even though Yeah. Oh, boy. That's going to be just – it's going to be oh, on shit. fire. It's going to be fantastic. I cannot wait. Oh, my gosh. On that note, let's get out of here. All right. Bye. Bye.